Hi, it's David Pollan, and this is the hot button number 34, 19 weeks to Oscar, the pause that refreshes. We're in full Oscar hysteria at this point, and yet we are also in a brief lull. The final two entries, West Side Story and Nightmare Alley, are locked into their rockets for a week from now, and the countdowns have begun. And we saw a pretty blurry Oscar season. A month ago, I wrote, from the festival's likely top 10 Best Picture nominees, number one, King Richard, number two, Belfast, number three, Power of the Dog. And chasing Spencer, The Tragedy Macbeth, Cyrano, and Dune. And still to be shown in the next five weeks from that point. Best Chances, West Side Story, Hasaguchi, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza. Also good surprise, Being the Ricardos, Nightmare Alley, Tick, Tick, Boom. Well, what's changed? Regardless of the endless hysteria of some trade writers, not much. There is a Belfast is the frontrunner block, and don't get me wrong, Belfast is a lovely movie, and that Kenny Branagh sure can, as Mel Brooks once wrote for Slim Pickens, use his tongue prettier than a $20 whore. Now here's a note for 2021. Sorry. (laughs) I love that classic movie quote. I know it's regressive. We shouldn't be slut-shaming. I don't think Branagh is whoring himself. It is clearly a work of personal passion, and I personally like the guy. But if you ever want to spend 20 minutes of your life, ask him about the weather. Anyway, in the end, there is no getting past the fact that the movie is a personal memoir without an edge, even though it is set in the early days of the Troubles. There's the King Richard as the frontrunner click, but that movie has some very real problems. One, it focuses on the father, not the rising stars. Two, the box office is heading towards being the lowest grocer of Will Smith's career, aside from Six Degrees of Separation in 1993. Three, with due respect to his poor health, the absence of the actual Richard Williams takes away a key plank from the awards trajectory for the film. And four, the HBO Max of this all, and the fact that the movie doesn't feel oversized for streaming. Feels a bit like a TV movie, even though it's beautifully made. There isn't really a Power of the Dog as the frontrunner group, but the film is beginning to solidify as the default movie of the season, which is to say it has the weight, the pedigree, the consensus on quality, the highly respected director whose gender actually helps these days, the well-loved actors, the size that makes it feel like a movie movie, and more, which can be agreed upon by the majority of Oscar voters. At the moment, in this season, that is not nothing. There are just two more movies that really could become dominators, and if they don't dominate and none of the current crop accelerates, we could end up back with a default. That is not a rarity. The thing is, being the best picture winner is a January to March fight. We aren't there yet. All three of these movies will be nominated. All three will be nominated in at least four categories, and two of them could be nominated in more than eight categories. The then chasers from my previous list. None of them is guaranteed a spot at this point, but Spencer seems highly likely and the other three are still teetering. The best chances films from then that we're going to be seeing in the future, House of Gucci, Don't Look Up, and Licorice Pizza have all been seen now. Pizza is definitely in as a nominee. Gucci is a likely nominee. And Don't Look is a very mixed bag, but with 10 assured BP nomination slots, it's a legitimate candidate. West Side Story will be. All that pedigree working for it and against it. And from the list of there also could still surprise, Nightmare Alley is still unseen and we'll see soon. Tick, Tick, Boom is a theater piece. It's nicely captured. It's definitely better than The Prom. Andrew Garfield is, as always, a lanky ball of love and energy and passion and could well end up with a Best Picture nom- excuse me, a Best Actor nomination. No one will say, no, he does not deserve that vote. Aside from that, an unlikely nominee for anything, unless there's a new song in there somehow. Being the Ricardos is on the edge of a razor blade. It's mostly a drama and presents the one opportunity for the Golden Globes of financial impropriety to have an actual influence on the season. If they put the film in comedy musical, then it could kill the Oscar chances for the film. 
But there's some terrific laughs in the movie, but it, mostly it's a drama. And the weakest elements of the film are the otherwise strong Nicole Kidman trying to hit the Lucy comedy notes. The strongest performance of the film is Javier Bardem as Desi Arnaz. He makes it look effortless. I previously thought this was a supporting role, but it's a lead. And it doesn't mean they won't go supporting anyway. Not 100% clear at this point. Nicole Kidman is hard to project. She does the drama, most of the film, beautifully. The makeup is a bit of a disaster. And really, they could have been better off just dyeing her hair and leaving that face alone. None of the four actors playing the I Love Lucy 4 actually looks like the real-life actor. She's not, they evoke them, but they don't look like them. She's the only one who looks like they're trying hard to make her face look a certain way. In this era of amazing makeup, I can't blame them for trying, but it didn't work. And like Meryl, she is Nicole, and she gets nominations, so don't discount her. She just might here. Both J.K. Simmons and Nina and Arianda hit every note they're asked to hit, like the consummate pros they are, or even better than that, really. They both actually play consummate pros in the movie. J.K. has Oscar history, Nina doesn't, but they could both end up being nominated. So how can one suggest that the film won't be nominated for Best Picture if we're looking at three or four acting nominations? One cannot. So that leaves my list at nine legitimately likely Best Picture nominees and one to go. One or two of the nine could fall. There's no question about that. But of the rest, I see Spencer, The French Dispatch, Dune, and in a super long shot, Come On, Come On, as the films with a potential squeaking in. That makes my current Best Picture nominee list in alphabetical order, Being the Ricardos, Belfast, Don't Look Up, House of Gucci, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. And still strong in the hunt, Spencer, The French Dispatch, and Dune. And still showing the potential to squeak in, Come On, Come On, Coda, The Lost Daughter, and The Tragedy of Macbeth. I should note that top nine is widely spread across the industry. It's two Netflix films, two MGM UA films, two Disney films, one from Searchlight and one from Ye Oldie Dead Fox, one Universal film via Focus, one Warner Brothers, and one Amazon. Also worth noting, Tayback Swartz and Team Searchlight is working on all but one of these movies. There are a lot of good publicists and a lot of good consultants out there, but these three are consistently the ones lining up on the slot machine of Oscar season for well over a decade now. Neon did win an Oscar without them, so did Universal, but the other nine since the expansion have had the clear mark of these three entities, all of whom have teams. Okay, now acting. Let's do quickly through the acting. Actress. Fight between Gaga, Alana Haim, and Case 2 is well underway. For now, it could go any of the way. Any of those three, most likely. Lead actresses in the last two films, Rooney Mara and Rachel Ziegler, could change their directory. Also, there's Nicole Kidman, with longer shots from Jessica Chastain, Penelope Cruz, Frances McDormand, and Olivia Coleman. In actor, this one is way up in the air. Still, Will Smith and Benedict Cumberbatch out front. They're the ones. Andrew Garfield has probably sung his way into a slot. Javier Bardem is facing some hyper-PC backlash from Variety, but he still should be in. And after that, for the fifth slot, there's a bit of a crapshoot with Bradley Cooper looming large. Still chasing Denzel and Dinklage, and Clifton Collins Jr. deserves to be in a conversation but the percentage of voters who have seen Jockey will have to grow a lot for that to happen. In supporting actress, Katrina Belf has been relegated to this slot, even though she's really the lead in Belfast, but she should be in easily. Ariana Dubois, or Dubose, I'm not even sure how to pronounce that last name, has the money role in West Side Story as Anita, and she's amazingly talented, so no betting against her. It's hard to imagine that Kirsten Dunst and Ingenue Ellis, Ingenue Ellis won't get in, 
I think Miss Ellis is terrific in her movie, The uh, King Richard, but it's not a role that it really surprises you as an audience. So of these two, I think she's probably the more vulnerable to being left out. Meryl Streep is working at her death becomes her level of farce performance and don't look up. And for the Meryl, that will be likely enough. But then again, it was brain damage and she wasn't nominated for Let Them All Talk last year. So you never know. Dame Judy is beautiful to watch in tight close-ups in Belfast, but that is the only element of this performance that really surprises. Love Alia Shawkat in Being the Ricardos, but the money-supporting performance there is Nina Arianda, who has has to play the target of Bill Frawley and the focus of minimalization, minimization, excuse me, by minimalization, I don't think is a word, minimization by Lucy and the whole production team. Kate Blanchett's makeup in Don't Look Up almost mocks Nicole Kidman's makeup in the Ricardos, and she knows how to work it. But no, not a nomination. Uh, Nightmare Alley looms, but that looks like a lead performance. So there you go. Uh, I'm not sleeping on Tony Collette. Also in Nightmare Alley, the role doesn't seem to be the one, but you never know with Collette. In Supporting Actor, this could be the most actively competitive category of the season. And unless one film takes over, Best Picture will be passively competitive. Jared Leto remains the only lock in the category. After that, it gets blurry. Jesse Plemons seems like a very likely bet. The brevity is the soul of nomination box is filled with Mark Rylance and and uh, Bradley Cooper's licorice per- pizza performance. The we like them, we always like them box has J.K. Simmons, Jeffrey Wright, Karen Hines, and Al Pacino in it. Cody Smith McPhee is a fine, interesting actor he could surprise. George DeCaris won Best Supporting Actor for the role that David Alvarez plays in the Spielberg version of West Side Story. And Nightmare Alley includes in support. Willem Dafoe, Richard Jenkins, Tim Blake Nelson, David Strathairn, and Clifton Collins, Ju- Clifton Collins Jr. So step right up and spin that wheel. Or we can guess your weight. Uh, Jerry, do you know the human head weighs 8 pounds? An Oscar weighs 8.5 pounds. Sold. Until tomorrow. Bye.